But anyway, as yeah. I was saying, so yeah. <laughs> one of the ones, the one I, because th- I'm still kind of torn on which one I'm going to do, but the one that I'm leaning most toward actually some, somewhat plays into one of the ones you wrote down. There's a possibility cool. where they're like, oh, like with Quaith, it kind of, it's also saying, oh, it's a possibility it may be this also, but. Okay, so kinda... yours also has something to do with Quaith? No. That may possibly have something to do possibly. with it? Possibly. That's just one of the theories, like uh, like the one that I read. I swear to God, if you're fucking doing, okay, I might have you go first, because if you're fucking doing, because mine technically goes through three different fucking theories. Almost four, but I ha- I trimmed it down because it has something to do with one of them I may talk about regardless because it is super cool. Yeah, that's one of mine. I'm like, I may just bring it up. The one I, I think the one I'll end up going with, I'll go with just because there's a lot more uh, stuff in lore, the way it's laid out, that makes sense. Whereas the other two, like one of them is kind of a strong theory, but there's not a whole lot of backing up information. A strong Belwaz theory? <laughs> <laughs> or is it a Sir Robert Strong theory? No. Uh, no. Uh, no clue game bowl on this bitch? No. Nope. Mine might actually, uh, well, not mine, but I'll honestly talk about it just because it's super cool. It has something to do with Robert Strong, too, so. But not. Nice. No, like the ones, some of the ones that you put up there, I had noticed, and I hadn't heard about the the Maester conspiracy one until I saw a YouTube video where they briefly mentioned it. But the same YouTube video I watched is the one that mentioned the one I'm going to use because I'd never heard this one before. Let's stop right there because I was actually not going to do a cold intro for this. I was going to actually come in and be all like, hello and welcome to another episode. Let's go ahead and do it. I was literally just doing that. No, fuck it. We're, I was literally doing oh, you mother Hello and welcome to another episode of A Brother Squirrel. That's Jake. That's Mr. Claywell. No, I'm just fucking with you. That's Bob. You should have said that's Jason. <laughs> As you can see, we're now back to formula because Jesus fucking Christ, Jake. <laughs> Dude, that was a whole lot of fun. We recorded for like four hours yeah. and it was awesome. It was nice. Uh, dude, it was five. We were there for fucking ever. Well, we were there, but we great. only recorded from like 11 to 3. Dude, it was... I thought it was to four. I thought we were recording till four. No, we didn't get to Mikey's until four thirty. Oh, was it? Yeah, maybe yeah. it was till four. We were there a while, dude. It was fun though. <laughs> that was quite fun. Yeah. And, oh, so envious of their setup, dude. So yeah. envious. So shout out to Jason and Jason. <laughs> yes. Shout out to my two Jasons. <laughs> dude, that's funny. My two Jasons. Oh, <laughs> uh, I still can't believe you fucking did me dirty like that. Which like, way? The day before. You know me. I'm not good with people. It's like, hey, do you remember these people? Oh, yeah, no, with Rusty and Randy. No, no, I don't. No, I don't. But- I'll always remember how Randy had such a big crush on our cousin Candace. Yeah. Dude, like hard <laughs> up for Candace. Yeah, that was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Hashtag getting cut. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, no, Jake, Jake, you can't, you can't say getting cut. You're not Jewish. All right? You can't, you can't. Join in on that. You can't have yourself an adult, like, uh, Briss. I was going to say Bar Mitzvah. And then for some reason, I wanted to say Chris. I'm going to have myself an adult Chris. <laughs> Just any old Chris. Just all up on Any Chris will do. That's God funny. damn it. Anyway, uh, we're continuing an old tradition that was completely passed over. Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that was completely passed over last year and would have gotten passed over this year as well if not for one wonderful thing, Jake. Me watching random shit while I work. Me wanting nice background noise. You're about to say something? I was going to get you off topic for just a second, and I'm just sorry. Just a second? Just a second. So... I totally, I can't tell you how many times I listen to your recorded intro for the first of the two episodes, because whenever you say capital A, capital B, capital Q, and you leave that pause, every time I hear it, I'm like, podcast. <laughs> and then I hear you say, fuck you, Jake, Got I'm it. not saying it. Anyway, sorry, but no, I, I do. And as soon as I heard you say, fuck you, Jake, I'm not saying it, dude, I just lose my shit every time, so. Oh, hell, okay, yeah, that was. Sorry, that's way oh, no, off topic. I was, I was, la- I. When I was editing the last episode, part three of what was supposed to be two, <laughs> I was I could not stop laughing. I was not only just you guys, I was fucking adorable. Like I was making myself laugh, and that's something that doesn't happen too often. Yeah, and I also like the, this the inside one. Oh yeah, continue to side two. That was pretty good. Yeah, I had to do something. That's why that one took longer to edit because I had to start cutting things. And yeah, anyway. Anyway, sorry. Back on topic. You being lazy, not watching what you were supposed to, and it ruined our tradition. Not really being lazy. There's a shocker. Oh, no, no, no. It's bringing us back to our tradition, you dumb fuck. I'm saying the tradition would have been ruined had I not been doing this Ah. because usually it's April because that's when Game of Thrones is out. It's doing its stuff. And Jake, are you seriously chewing gum while we record? Yeah, of course. It's not even registering. You're full of shit, Jake, because we both hear you. I don't care if it doesn't show. It does pick up. You can hear it in your fucking ear, Jake. No, I can't because you turned me down. I can hear it loud and got, well, this, everything's coming into that ear. But You still. pulled a Britney show up and turned me down. Can I please finish my goddamn finish intro, Okay, I'm finished. stupid fuck? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so we are continuing. Okay, I was expecting a quick... Okay, anyway, we're continuing the month of Thrones, okay? Usually it's April because that's when Game of Thrones does its shit, but we're doing it different. Every week this month, and yes, even though this will most likely be up on the... On the last day of April, I'm still considering it the May. We'll be having a whole uh, a whole slew of Game of Thrones related episodes. I got an idea for this one and the next one. After that, I have no fucking clue. So let's. Run. Well, luckily I have drill next weekend, so that'll give us some time. Okay, good. All right, yeah. So then we'll have to do three episodes instead. Yeah, it's also in keeping with the month of Thrones because we'll never be able to do the full month. It's true. It's true. <laughs> All right, so. The first month is dedicated to, like I was saying, the wonderful background noise that I have when I work. I have been, like, there's this guy at work, every time he sees me watching YouTube, he's like, are you watching Game of Thrones? Like, no, it's worse. Like, he fucking says this every goddamn time, like it's going to be something new every goddamn time. It's like, no, it's actually worse. I'm watching Game of Thrones fan theory videos, essays, and I figured, you know what? There's so oh no, Jake. When you're f- essays, when when there's goddamn uh eight fucking chapters to it, and in total it's three and a half hours long. It's a fucking essay. Damn. All right. 
Jesus Christ, it was like what a uh, one of the ones that I was watching was a what five? I don't know if it was either five or nine about fucking Mendelian genetics. All right, in the fucking Targaryen uh, dynasty block, yeah. Over half of it was dedicated to the fucking family tree. Damn. Seriously. It was ridiculous. So essay is the best way to do it. A fucking thesis is another way you could do it. These motherfuckers could get a doctorate on this shit. So maybe we should give them an idea of kind of the things that we had thought about. I was a, okay. Talk. I was about to anywho because there's one that you put on there that I hadn't heard, but kind of made sense, and then I came across it a couple times in my searches. So let me. Oh, uh, which one was it? The is it really sci-fi? Oh, yes, As yeah. To fantasy? There's two different things on there because uh, George R. R. Martin's a sci fi writer. Aside from this, there's like the Thousand Worlds books that or that he does that I really need to get into because holy shit, they look so good. Well, not just that, but he actually has stated that um, the, the world in which Game of Thrones takes place is actually a part of Earth itself. Well, well here's the thing. What what he said was, uh, there's two different ways you can do. It. It's it's a it's not Earth or it's what uh what was it uh alternate? If it came with yeah, it's like an alternate kind like, of. It's like Tolkien did, right? But at the same time, he hates Tolkien's writing. No, he's or, not. No, no, no. no his way, boy. his way of writing. He hates the good versus evil shit. Uh. All of his writing, everything's a shade of gray. All right, oh, which yeah. is why it's probably going to come out that the others aren't really the bad guys. They're just another version of humans. And that's one of the theories that yeah. I came across was that they're actually not the bad guys. And there's one that kind of goes along with that and says that the White Walkers are the one that built the wall. Yeah, yeah. The to any, keep the yeah. So let's let's actually go through. I I gave Jake a list of different uh, fan theories that I was thinking about working on, and I chose one not from the list. Yeah, no, no. no I was just I just did no. That was a pretty good list. list. There's those... like fucking nine of these. Some of these we're not going to be doing. Uh, we're we're going. What we're going to be doing is we're each going to take take the time and go over our theory and the other will probably knock it the fuck down or, you know, agree with it or whatever. But you know what? Just a nice little thing of uh, fan theories. We're a bunch right. of fucking dorks. Might as well. Ooh, that's what our third episode should be. It was going to be fan fiction, wasn't it? Yeah. So this next, the next episode expect to be about a comparison of the show, mainly the first season and the last season. And not just in, you know, it was a show as in, well, had the has the quality actually gone downhill because they're no longer pulling straight from? That's what I'm going to be coming at it with. Mm. I'm yeah, so it's going to be a comparison of the first and last season, and then the <clears throat> third episode is going to be back to the theater. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll I'll try and find some good stuff for that. It, Heck yeah, I'll have to make sure to do it at home, not at work, because I will get fired. <laughs> a couple of these that we are going to be uh, that I had on here was something that. Sam has the Horn of Winter. How Mance Raider is obsessed with I've it heard. because uh, the cash that they that John found, he gave the horn to Sam. Mm -hmm. There is a like the whole thing with Mance is he's obsessed with Winterfell because he thinks the horn's there, but most likely Sam has it. I also saw a theory that said Lightbringer is actually at Winterfell, and that's why the waters are so warm. Here's and also the thing: there is no Lightbringer. I'm just like, saying there's no, 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 there's no Azora High because that is some Tolkien shit to do. And George R. R. Martin hates that kind of writing. He wants 
vague. There's no, there's not going to be a savior in the story. Everybody's going to be all like, oh, there's going to be a Zorha. But think about what the red priests have done. Only one of them has actually shown magic power. And that's the resurrection of Beric Dondarrion and Stoneheart. That's it. But what about Jon Snow? Technically, that hasn't happened in the book yet. I'm not True. going TV. I'm not going the t- the show because the show went off the rails a I was long gonna, time ago. I was going to say because one of the theories I came across said that it was actually Davos that brought him back to life, thus making Davos a Zora High. No, no, no. I'm like that's kind of stretching I really a little hit, bit. No, that's that's not stretching. That's going completely bonkers because yeah, all these people are obsessed with this prophecy. And mine, spoiler, is all about how the obsession of pro- of prophecy fucked everyone in the dick hole. Yeah, okay. mine's not about prophecy. Uh, another one that was on here is, was, oh, I put Varys, oops, Viserys. Was Viserys murdered because everything that happened, I, you know, sure, he was killed by Drogo because he was being a dick, but every, like, think about this, uh, every interaction he had with Danny, Danny was, yeah, go ahead and take it. She was going to give him the eggs, but all of her servants, Jorah and uh, that lady who taught her to fuck good, every time they talked to uh, Viserys, they demanded of him, like, uh, my or the uh, the Khaleesi demands your presence, demands this, and they angered the dragon. All right, everything that happened. So of course he got pissed off, drunk, and was led to there. One of those theories is that Illyrio fucking conspired to get him killed, just to undercut him. I mean that's kind of interesting. Yeah, but, but all- again that's that. But I like that because that does sound like something that would happen because. The Which actual shit that Baelish is doing is ridiculous. Like, also the fact, another one on here is the actual target of the Red Wedding was Tyrion. The Red or? Uh, the Purple the Wedding. Purple. purple Wedding was I, Tyrion. I actually saw one somewhat along the same lines. Because uh, they don't know what did it. The <clears throat> wine or the uh, or the pie. He ate Tyrion's pie. I came across one. And drank his wine, I think. I came across one that uh, stated that... Perhaps, like, if you read in the books, after Tywin dies, like, the description it gives does not sound like death by oh, crossbow that's bolt. An- that's another thing. That's another thing. Like, the whole by poison thing. Yeah, uh, that was one that was on here is Oberon, Oberon's Oberon, plot. Yeah. Because, one, yes, he was going to get the the uh, mountain to admit that he killed uh, Elia, and he also poisoned uh, poisoned Tywin, Tywin. because yep. there's only two poisons that... Uh, Maester, whatever the fuck, yeah, like, uh, whatever his name is, uh, yeah. <clears throat> the Grand Maester actually says, Pycelle. Pycelle, thank you. He talks about the the widow, whatever the strangler, and then he talks about the one that makes you shit, makes your shit compact, and you just get killed by your own poisons. And he, and every time Tywin kept getting seen. Well, no, no, not just that. Everybody, every time he's seeing, like they made notes that he was looking green he was looking sickly and when he was on the privy after he was killed he his, his bowels, bowels were evacuated yep. Eva- like the moment he died it w- that that's not an instant thing all right that just means like finally everything stopped pumping so the poison had no longer could hold so yeah there's a very good chance that Oberon won because and that's also another thing I'll I'll go ahead and talk about that about Robert Strong is Kyburn is actually part of uh, Oberon's plot because Kyburn, Kyburn brought back uh, the mountainous Robert Strong. Cersei presented the head of the mountain to the Martells, then got herself captured by the Faith Militant. All right, because she kept doing weird things that her hand, her her uh, her council 
Kyburn was telling her to do. So you know the only freaking the only Kingsguard she can use in her uh, trial, her trial by combat, is going to be Sir Robert Strong, and it will come out that he was the Mountain. Booyah! Cersei just broke fucking a vow. That gives the Martells all the reason they need to come in and just own the fucking Red That's Keep. interesting. I don't think that's something that would pop up in the show, but it would no, definitely it pop up, up in the No, it can't pop up in the show because uh, certain things like how... Uh, uh, oh, God, what's his name? Fucking... Uh, Barristan Selmy. He was in disguise for most of the book. You can't fucking do that And he's that still in the alive show. in the books. Yeah, motherfuckers. Yeah. I know, dude. Uh, but one of my favorite that we're not going to be talking about is... Uh, the children are trying to corrupt Sweet Robin. Which, that's an interesting... Here's I hadn't thing. heard that one. But there's no trees in the Eyrie. Right. There's no, uh, there's no animals in the Eyrie either. But there is the Weirwood Throne. There is chopped... Because the Weirwood Net is the hive mind of the children. Right. When they die, they become part of the hive mind. They are half-dead, crazed children. Souls of children. Because he keeps talking about hearing the singing. Even though Marillion's dead and gone, probably, and just, he's always been gone. Oh, no, he's dead. He gets thrown out the moon door. Oh, he doesn't have, okay. And there's also the whole deal of Robin is just as powerful as Bran. If Brand, I remember right. If books, not more I'm powerful. Because sure. Sweet Dream, that, that potion that they give him to not be, you know, to be able to sleep, he's given enough to kill a full-grown man daily. Like, three, like, one sip is for a full-grown male. He's taken three in three days. But that also and, shows how much he's been given because his body exactly. starts to build up a resistance exactly. like it's Iocane power. And he's also constantly looking for Sansa because, well, the only thing that can uh, dampen a telepath or help them out is another one. His mom did it because, guess what? Catelyn's family can warg bats. Oh really? Yeah, I don't remember the that po- the the wine the Winelands or something like that. I can't remember, but what her her the, her matrilineal line, the original owners of Harrenhal, like all those people, were I uh, were said to kidnap children with her giant bats. So interesting. The children of two wargs, and John Aaron is thought to be one. The Aarons are thought to be one too because they controlled uh, the winged. The giant birds right. that they used to fly in on. So see now that gets into a lot of interesting stuff because then you have all of those house lineages. It's like then did the Lannisters just lose theirs and did it get diluted? Because if you no, start, they to- were always Andals. I think that's what it is. Just because Andals are were shit men. Okay, I Maybe. think that's really what it is. Andals didn't have much of anything. But then the 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 Vale though has a lot of Andal as opposed to first men. There's some first men, but mainly it's Andal. But they're also more uh more watered down. The Arons are very inbred. Uh, yeah. They, really? Yeah, they're Targaryen level inbred because <clears throat> I just John find it Aaron, interesting that that all of those animals that are used on those sigils that somehow yeah, that it's well actually, other than the fish on and there's another totally, thing that they but, talk about. Well, that's because they're fishers. I right. mean, another thing right. they talk about is Robin keeps talking about flying in terms of like make him fly out the moon. Are we going to make this fly? But not all the time. Like it isn't something that that's just used when he's talking about throwing something. He knows what throwing something means, but he made his porridge fly across the room, which in Littlefinger had to quickly duck to get away from it. A small, sickly boy was able to throw a giant thing of porridge across a massive room. 
when he says fly, he means with making it fly, like mentally te- telepathy, as in telekinesis, using his TK to make shit fly. Interesting. And now, in the book, he's away from the uh, the thing that he always had to... Uh, they can no longer give him sweet uh, the sweet dream. Right. Because too much in your body will kill you. They stop doing it. So he's going to be off that shit. He's going to be away from the weirwood. And then he's going to have DTs from oh, no, 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 coming no, off no. Of that stuff. He's going to be unchecked. He's going to actually be able to explore his shit because he's no longer going to so have the whispers like from the Legion. children. Yeah, no, well, yeah, well, sort of. He's no longer going to hear the whispers of the children. Santa's still going to be there to help, you know, uh, dampen stuff, but... Yeah, there. That's also main, probably why he was always sucking in his mom's tit is because it, it was part of the the uh, dampening that they did for him. But yeah, it, there's a lot of really cool. That's shit. cool. I I I need to read into that so, one a little bit more. Mine. Uh, uh, hold on. Let me give you some of the one. Can oh, I give yes, you the please, ones that? Yes, yes, yes. That yours. I thought about. Yours but yeah, and these are very difficult. Okay. Now the least likely with the least amount of. Um, information to back it up was one that stated that Braun is the last uh reign of Castamere or one of the last Tarbex whichever one like he could have possibly you know there's a 40 year difference between the destruction of the reigns and Tarbex to the story as we know it but that's that's still there's nothing right it's fun to think about fun speculation but it really doesn't change it doesn't affect anything about the character which is fun for dicking around it's like taking a it's like trying to say hey he's a fan favorite mainly because of the actor in the show like in the books like the books yeah like he's good in the books but in the show phenomenal like uh what's his name uh jerome flynn that that plays uh braun fucking phenomenal and of yes. course he can't be in the same room with lena hetty because they used to date back in like the 80s or 90s and so <laughs> they don't do scenes together but anyway from what i've read anyway so that was one i'm like there's not it's fun to think about but there wasn't a lot of information yeah because it's just a hey what if because Martin is a bit vague with a bunch of stuff, and it a lot of it seems like it's on purpose. And right. when you see all this, like when you see the not theories, but actual what the behind the scenes stuff of what people are doing, like like the fact that Baelish is his whole thing is he's beggaring the kingdom and buying up fucking like he he embezzled nearly all of the crown's funds, and he's getting everybody's debts high and high and high with the uh, Iron Bank. Bank. Then he's paying it off, and now he's the Iron Bank for Westeros. That's his overarching plot. He's going to rule everything as the miser. Yeah. And that is something that is so behind the fucking scenes. And it makes sense of, like, what you, you know, you first get into the stuff, you're like, oh, yeah, why is it taking him so long to write this? And you realize, like, god damn, there are so many fucking, like, Giant web web plots going on. No wonder it's taking him for fucking ever. Yeah. <laughs> but what were some more? Okay, so the next one, which I really thought about going after, but there's minimal to no backup from the books, um, and that is that the waif is actually Arya. Eh. But here's the thing, because it's like, how did Arya survive getting stabbed multiple times in the stomach, you know, and all of that, and then... Somehow, just because she makes the room go dark, that she kills the Oh, wave. she uses her telekinesis. Uh, that's sort of the thing, like the... Uh, well, think about this. She can change her face. Uh, there's also a theory about the uh, why Jock and Agar is always talked about. 
he's the only true faceless man. Like there, it is. It's not the fact that it's it's a thing brought on him by the gods. It's something that he can. It's his part of his. Because uh, George R. R. Martin likes two things: telepathy, telekinesis, and nearly all of the <laughs> magic can be boiled down to telepathy, telekinesis, one or the other. Telepathy is warging. Telekinesis is a lot of the other bullshit. Like, uh, and well, the face changers. He can change his face. And there's like different uh, styles. <laughs> and like they talk about it in the books, there's different types of faceless men. There's people who can, uh, God, what are the other? I can't remember the other two ways, but they're much lesser. Because Arya meets two other types. Well, there's the skin changer type, which is kind of like a warg, but not entirely. Yeah. Like skin changers are seen more as... Um, like sometimes it's used as wargs and other, it's like no, it's this just, person can literally turn into a, yeah. an animal. And, uh, oh, that's someone I forgot about Sweet Robbins. His, uh, his, his epilepsy that he always has. There's only two other instances of epilepsy in the book. When Bran tries to warg Hodor and when, uh, uh, when one of the Spearwives tries to get warged. All right. The only, or when he tries to warg Mira, she goes into an epileptic fit. And so does one of the Spearwives and one of the uh, Wildlings do it. He's constantly getting epilepsy because the children are trying to warg into something. There's no animals around, but there is a telepathic kid. So hmm. his epilepsy is tied to the fucking children That's in the throne. So, yeah, but uh, so but, there's whole things like the reason why the Faceless Men want her so much, the reason why Jockin gave her this... Uh, Told, hell, she was probably the reason he was in the fucking dungeons. He probably could have been serial Pharrell, but he also at the same time serial could still have been serial. But right, uh, that's always he was probably still an there one. just because of the chain of events going through all this shit. It would have got him to Arya. She was the goal because she had the potential to be a true faceless man, which is why. Even though she's constantly saying, "I'm still Arya," "I'm still Arya," they keep promoting her. Well, they she, should be killing her because she is refusing to fucking re, uh, just relieve herself of identity. She is still someone. She is not no one. Well, she never will be no one, and they're okay with that. Why? See, no, I think she can be no one, but not on the inside. Like, she learns how to be no one on the uh, outside. She, learned, she learns how to uh, pretend to be other people. She learns that stuff. But truly not being somebody being devoid of personality is the main point of the faceless men is they can slip into anybody. If, if she truly was a nobody. All right. When she saw, what was it? Trent, Marin Trent or no, 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 Marin not Marin Trent. Trent, but in the show, it was Marin Trent, but I can't remember who it was in the book. Uh, when she I think sees it was that still person. Mar no, in, it was, um, in, I don't know. It was, I, I want to say another, it was still Marin, but no, it's one of the it's other, one of the other ones. But yeah. When she saw him, when she was pretending, what was it? I was the at that cat, part the canal. In the she was in the cat canal. Yeah. She would have done nothing because she, she was nobody. Sam in that part of the book. Yeah, Sam gets thrown out of a. <laughs> Sam gets thrown out for starting a fight with one of the brothers, <laughs> because one of the brothers of the Night's Watch went with him and Gilly, like trying to get uh, Maester Aemon. Yeah, and uh, he spent all of their money on hookers. This dude did like blew all of their money that they you know, and so Sam like literally starts beating this dude up, and they throw Sam out of this bar. And he ends up in the canal, and of course he's sinking because he's fat and yeah. everything else. But uh, no, uh, Arya is in that same bar and is like, 
he's a brother of the Night's Watch, you idiot. You know, like somebody is asking who he is and she's chastising him, but she's yeah. cat of but the again, at that point. Because she's not no one. She'll never be no one. She can't drop Arya Stark to be the cat. All right. And also the cat of the canal. I know. Yeah. I know. I All that did stuff, not pat no, that she, did not. She, she will go never unnoticed. not be Arya. Yeah. And they keep training her because she has the potential, because they need actual faceless man because Jockin is about it that they have of tr- and he's off in fucking old town trying to find a way to kill a bunch of goddamn uh grandmasters well, well and actually think, no he's actually there's a theory that he's trying to get information about dragons so we can go kill some fucking dragons well and i i know about that one but or about him being in old town yeah but anyway anyway um uh, with with aria though um, I think that he sees her as a instrument of chaos, like a legitimate one. It's she, even though she's driven by revenge, the chaos that she's going to cause is not a bad chaos. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Lawful evil. It's not chaotic. It there. It's for a purpose. Everything to do has a purpose. And okay, a lot of it that. is is uh, changing the power structure. And she's structure. still no. my favorite fucking yeah, A character. lot of what the Faceless Men are actually doing, the black and white is doing right now, has to deal with changing the political power structure in Bravos. That's it. It's it's very lawful what they're doing, not chaotic. Because they have a service, they provide it, they have right. strict rules. There is no way you can have strict rule chaos, which right. is why, yeah, Joker will always be lawful evil because he does have rules. He just pretends like he doesn't. Anyway, but yeah, those are the two that <laughs> that I I kind of wanted to thirty to minutes do, in. But, let's right. get with the first one. All right, go ahead, Bob. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, mine is longer, so I'm gonna let you. I was go gonna first. say this one's got some meat and potatoes okay, to it. Okay, I'll. Um, but if you want me to go first, I yes, certainly will. Yes, because mine can deviate into quickly one other one if need be. So I'm good with that. So you go first. I can easily deviate if need be. Okay, so this one's got some meat and potatoes. I won't go completely into it. But this one is S plus B equals M. Did you come across this one? No. So basically it's Shira plus Blood Raven equals Melisandra. Oh, that okay. Uh there's a lot of Blood Raven kid thing. Uh and that just reminded me of something I was gonna talk about later. Uh but I that would actually give her power. But here's the thing, though. Like, I, I this was uh, the first thing I read was a, a Reddit post from, like, 2013, and it was talking about this, right? So it was even before the show stuff really, you know, kind of started to go away from the books. But basically what it has is Melisandre is the child of the Blood Raven, and her mother's name is Shira Seastar. Yeah, his sister. Right or half sister yeah. something like that, whatever it is. They were a bu- they were a bunch of half siblings, so they were yeah, yeah. Because basically, even in the books, it talks about how he or she was his favorite, but she would never wed him. They would only share a bed, right? So I mean, it's certainly conceivable that they could have. Oh a yeah, chi- there's plenty. Of, yeah. Now, here's where things get kind of crazy because they're the descriptions of both Shira and Melisandre are very similar. So. A great beauty, slender and elegant, slim of waist, full of breast. That's half the women in fucking his books. But though. a heart-shaped face. That's the one that's... There's a couple. Of, yeah, really? there's only two, only, Shira how? and Melisandre. That's like the most basic 
basic ideal of a female is the heart-shaped face. But it's a rare trait. A heart-shaped face is not actually common. And okay. we were talking about a minute ago about how Martin loves his Mendelian genetics. Right. And think about this. So Blood Raven was an albino. All recessive. Right. And then with Melisandre, now as we see Melisandre, because remember with with Shira, yeah. it also covers it in here. She had been known to use glamour as well. Or what if she is not not the progeny of what if she is Shira? That's one of the things that I came across, and also there was one that Shira is actually Quaith. Yeah, that was another one. Yeah, to where that she one was... I came across. But but think about this. So I have a better one for Quaith though, a okay. funner one. So think about this though. Um, well, I'm sorry. It says that outside of Mel and Shira, there are um, only two other characters. So total of four characters. But think about how many characters he's written about, right? Um, so, like, for instance, so this is uh, George R. R. Martin's description of Shira, right? So I already mentioned all of that. Now, here's how uh, Maester Cresson describes Melisandre at the start of um, Clash of Two Kings, right? Slender she was, graceful, taller. Clash of Two Kings. There were five or, of them. Or Clash of <laughs> the Clash of Kings. The Clash whatever. of Two Towers with whatever. kings in it. The return um, of the Clash of Two Tower Kings. Slender <laughs> uh, she was, graceful, taller than most knights, and full breasts and narrow waist and a heart shaped face. Men's eyes that once found her did not quickly look away. Not even a maester's eyes. Many called her beautiful. Now, because every guy has a thing for redheads. Which is true, but also think about this. So she's considered being tall, right? Blood Raven was considered tall for his height, and he was just shy of six feet tall. Okay, man, these motherfuckers short. Yeah, right. Does I thought mean, the same. Does thing. that mean the mountains probably as tall as me? <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see. So I'm trying to. Um, and of course, Shira had an interest in prophecies. There's not a shocker. There's not a Targaryen a lot. Uh, well, right. An there's not a Targaryen who fucked their sister that isn't obsessed with prophecies. Right. So. But you know, it's also one of those things that. Um, sorry, who's this? This was the subreddit ASOIAF, right? Okay. I, I just want to give it I credit. Know. So, um, and it was written by the user Yolk Boy. But anyway. Um, so then it goes on to talk about like the, the, um, the mother, of course her name is Sea Star, right? So it's certainly possible that Melisandre or Melanie, which was her birth name, which is what, you know, it's shown in, uh, like flashbacks and stuff that her name could become thus Red Star and also plays into all of the Azora High stuff, right? Um, which I'm not fully reading this entire thing. I'm just kind of giving no. you some bullet points. Um, let's see. Sorry. Um, where's the... Um, there's also some things that... Um, oh, where is it? Because this one's kind of interesting. So, um, okay. So, Blood Raven's colors are considered scarlet and smoke mottled with black, right? So Melisandre is described as wearing scarlet and her blood is black and literally smokes, okay? Um, the Blood Raven wears scarlet. Well, her menses do. And, and he frequently goes about cloaked and hooded, right? And then, of course, with Melisandre, a woman garbed in all reds, face shadowed within the deep, of, uh, the deep hood of her scarlet cloak, right? Of course, her skin is smooth and white, pale as cream, whereas Blood Raven has milk-white skin. 
right? Now, granted, some of these could just be... Also, uh, a, a shy is a very shadowy place, so quite a few... There's, there's a difference between pale and albino. <laughs> right, but... Um... And if you're already a redhead, you don't want to be out in the sun. Especially back in in the in the what's probably the future past. So <laughs> right. Well, and the way it kind of shakes out is um, like with this. One of the things it mentions is that um, that her features don't seem to necessarily come from uh, from Shiro or Blood Raven, and that's her hair color, right? So if she's albino, it would be like like blood, white, like Blood Ravens. And her hair is perhaps the only feature preventing people thinking of her as an albino, which is why George R. R. Martin ge- gave a um, he gave a description about red dye, which seems curious, knowing Mel's hair is an unusual yeah. red hue. Right. Also, uh, just er, the whole it, she doesn't have to take fully after Blood Raven because albino is recessive, recessive right. even through. Although at the same time. When you fuck your sister, you know, uh, inbreeding tends to cause recessive genes, genes to come out. So right. it's just a giant clusterfuck of Mendelian. Yeah, so... A Mendelian clusterfuck. Westeros, B, <laughs> Westeros has better technology with dyes than medieval Europe did. That's why they are able to uh, get consistent colors such as scarlet, crimson, or burgundy rather than just red. So, Look at the Tyroshi. Look at fucking... Uh, well, not d- just... Like a Dario no- Right, that and motherfucker that, is a peacock. But even even Sansa, whenever she dyes her yeah. hair, so it's like, look, Westerosi are good at dying. So you yes, know, yes, they are. <laughs> they are really good at dying. Um, so, uh, of course, you know, the Blood Raven was the king sorcerer. Melisandre is the king sorceress, right? The Blood Raven is the three eyed crow. Melisandre is described as three eyed by John because his quote is, "Her ruby gleamed, a third eye glowing." Uh, the Blood Raven's mother was called Lady Melissa, bringing bringing to mind Lady Melisandre. So, and then it goes into the uh, the glamour part. Um, she's not wearing a glamour, and instead uses that was other one dark of the arts. Other ones. That was one of the other face changing things, right? Because with the stuff. dark arts, it said that um, Shira Seastar was known to practice the dark arts, right? Um, let's see the two glamours. We see uh, the Blood Raven. Uh, and Mance were poorly defined and changed. This was never said of Melisandre. So whenever, um, whenever Mance was using a glamour, it was kind of like a cr- a crappy glamour, just like crappy invisibility cloaks in Harry Potter, right? Um, so and she's uh, there's also the the person posits that she's glamouring a younger version of herself. Glamour seemed to require someone to model on, and if bones remember, perhaps the ones already in her body would yeah. remember too. Oh yeah, because it's yeah, it's something that you'll always have. But you remember, have to they think were, to his belt, right, yeah. and she's also talked about being old. So again, this was before the show actually showed you know, us them old shows, right? So. I, I that's one of the reasons why I went with that one because it was like almost five years ago that that was posted on Reddit that this theory was. Yeah. There was also a few things that I found on um I think it was on Westeros.org or one of those fan sites that kind of went along with some of that information. But there were a lot of little things that went along with it that made sense. That's why people were right about R plus L equals J. 
there's reasons why people are going to be correct about Liana being the uh, the the knight. What's it called? Um, uh, the the laughing tree. The laughing yeah. the knight it, of the actually, laughing tree. Actually, it wasn't just her. It was her and Brandon or her and uh, Benjen. They were both. Oh, really? Yeah, it was both of them. Oh, because there was multiple fights and they both showed up at different times. Yeah, they were both the knife of the laughing tree. I'm I'm smiling because. I got, I got an answer for together. you. I got an answer but no, for you for one I'm of I'm just those. saying like. I'm just glad I don't have to explain the Night of the Laughing Tree for you. <laughs> no, no. I knew about that one. Because that's part of my Well, and it sounds like with, with, and I haven't read it yet, but it sounds like Shira Seastar plays a part in the Dunkin' Egg books, which I haven't read yet. That's I kind of want to. I've been doing some the, really I good. I have sh- the entire collection. Uh-huh. I just haven't read them yet. So. Um, it sounds like that's where some of that information's coming from, and I still need to finish Dance of Dragons and Oh uh, yeah, Feast for I'm, Pros, I'm gonna have so. to just restart because fuck, there's so yeah. much shit right? though. Like this, there really is a whole lot of shit to these books, and that's why I think that this one is most possible of those that I looked at because again, there's all of these little bu- these little breadcrumbs that they may add up to something. Sure, they may not. But once you start getting all of these breadcrumbs, they they lead somewhere. And mine, uh, well, and that actually sort of helps a bit with mine because uh, her her being Quaith would explain why she was constantly helping Danny. Because I uh, well, if you notice, every time she's talked with Danny, it's always been at night with the stars shining, all this stuff. Keep that in mind because my theory is I'm just going to go ahead and say it: Quaith is a Shara Dane. And that's not even part of my main theory. Wait, hold on. Which which Ashara Dane? Like, as in like the, the, lady, the sister of uh, Arthur Dane? Yes, the one that supposedly threw herself yes. out the window at because the, that Jake at the news of the here death are my of her notes brother that was in love with Ned Stark. That doesn't come up until there in my notes, halfway through page three. Okay, so because that's not my main theory. My main what I am talking about today is did the you do house, the one that I suggested? Uh, which one? The red you? door lemon tree. Oh, that's what I was. Yeah. Oh, okay. I am going. I am going to be discussing. Uh, what's the deal with the red door and the lemon tree that Danny remembers? Because when she thinks of home, when she thinks of where she was comfortable, it was. She always thinks of that house with Sir Willem Derry, the aged barrel of a man. The house with the red door. And outside of her room, there was a lemon tree. She constantly remembered running around barefoot in the sun, happy as can be. Because this was whenever they until, were on the run. No, yes. Un, what, in Bravos. Yeah. Until he died and his uh, and the staff stole everything, stole all the treasure. But here's the thing, Jake. Because wasn't Derry the Kingsguard that got them it, out? Not Kingsguard. He was the Master of Arms. He was. Yeah. They were told he was the Master of Arms. Yeah, that little Cody they were told. Right. Because, cause... Jake, Bravos is like a a bastardization of what Victorian England was. Right. Where the fuck could you grow a lemon tree in Bravos? It's it is, basically a swamp. It is cold. No, it's not. It's or cold. Marsh, whatever. It's stone. It's cold. It's stone. That's it. Also, when Arya shows up, she notes that there are no fucking trees in Bravos. The only trees in Bravos are in the uh are kind of like how the uh the Starks have a uh have a what was it a glass garden where you know you can do you can have gardening you can have trees you can have uh oh within you can the have, castle grounds uh, you can like have, where the uh, landscape, tree yeah, is uh, and stuff not not landscaping but you can have uh 
Uh, Foliage? No, fuck. Uh, agriculture. You can do that shit. The only place that would have that is the actual, what, the king of Bravos, The guy who runs Bravos in his estate. And if a personal guest of the ruler of Bravos died, would his staff steal from them? No, because they would incur the wrath of the ruling body. So where the fuck were they? Also, was Willem Derry an actual person? Because there is another Willem that's talked about in the story. Willem. The <laughs> His name <clears throat> was, I. Uh, what was it? Oh, God. Oh, here he is. That's a great joke in How yes, I Met Your is. Mother. That one's great. There was a Willem Dustin. Mm-hmm. Who accompanied Ned to the Tower of Joy? Right, and it had it actually was noted that his sister hates or his wife hates Ned for not bringing back his bones. The only bones he bones he brought back were uh, were Liaris. Everybody else, when he, he, for some reason him and Helen Reed alone Is it because Liara or Liana, Liana, sorry, yeah, when him and Helen uh, Reed tore down the tower by themselves, because remember there was only two people alive. Yeah, it was him and Helen. Him and Helen Reed. Yep. He was able to tear that I down. I love that shit in the show too. Like the he way they grabbed his. Oh. He he gra- He was able to freaking uh, burn his sister's body and bring back and clean up and take her bones. Then instead of going either to King's Landing or home, he goes to deliver Sir Arthur Dane's Dane's sword. sword. Yep. Why? Why would he do? Like, granted, yeah. Well, the the the, star, the Morning Star is. One of the most spectacular blades ever. It's not Valyrian. It's a fucking space sword, Jake. It was crafted mm-hmm. from a fucking meteorite. Yeah. All right. It is a magical blade. And st- uh, Arthur Dane's considered the Star of Morning because he's the best fighter they had. And well, it's, and it's it more is, than well, House it's, Pride. You know, part of it is Ned's uh, continued uh, thing for tradition, right? But it's true. It's also talked about if he was how so up he... about tradition. Why didn't he bring the other bones? But. Here's the thing, though. It's talked about in the books, and not so much, of course, in the show, but in the books, it is very well noted that if it was not for all of the Tower of Joy stuff, that most likely Ned would have wedded uh, Sir Arthur Dane's sister. Well, because, no, 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 no. Uh, they had they had their thing going because remember, they, Brandon was 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 betrothed to Cat. He right? also wanted to fuck Ashara, and he was much prettier than Ned. So just because he was in love, and that's also something that I found out about Martin himself. Martin likes writing about himself. A lot of his stories have to deal with the love triangle, where the best person is not the winner. Like uh, the main point of the a lot of his stories are about. A guy meeting with an ex or meeting with an old love interest and them not having any feelings for them. Ned being the core, the absolute good guy, the most good guys finish last kind of guy. Technically, he got finished first, but still. <laughs> but, uh, and the love triangle between him, Ashara, and his brother, because, yeah, Brandon was a fuckable man. And Ashara was goddamn gorgeous. Yeah. Ned was just Ned. All right. He's cool. He's great, but he is nothing compared. See, this is something you're not going to get, Jake. All right. 
But this is something you're not going to no, fully still, get. Even in but, the books, it talks about how they had a thing. Now, yes. Brandon may have wanted as Shara Dane, but she did not want him. She wanted Ned. They it, never actively say that they does. were freaking in those flashbacks in the first in book. Ned's flashbacks. In his mind's eye, it keeps talking about this. But, Jake, there's this whole thing between the two of them. And I am sorry. I am telling you this from the perspective of the person who's there. If there is a very attractive brother and a not very attractive brother, the hot person's going to go with the very attractive brother. Why? Because they will have similar personalities, but one is is wholly more fuckable. (laughs) (laughs) Need I remind you of the story of meeting somebody after 10 years? All right. Their first words out of their mouth is, how's your brother? Someone who only knew you by seeing you in passing, all right, asked about you. There is no way he was chosen over Brandon. (laughs) (laughs) So, but again, this is this is just the framing that I'm going on. Okay, sorry. Because there is a very and this will also fit come back later. When you're asking when would they have ever hooked up? When would uh, Brandon Ashara ever done anything? Ashara was in King's Landing when Brandon was imprisoned. And you know what the Starks love? Stories. You know what a really, True. really, really important story to the Starks are? Bail the Bard. If anything could be seen about prophecy in terms of the North, it's this, like the Bail, Bail the Bard keeps coming up. And the idea of someone being stolen away from the and prison and all this and the child coming out of it, it is very stark. It's true. So there is a very good chance while he was in King's Landing, you know, Ashara comforted him. All right. But again, this is a whole bunch of couching because I haven't even got to the point. Uh let's see, where was I? Oh yeah. Uh and you know what? Yeah, I'll jump around with this. You said it yourself. Ned is a whole big bag of honor and bullshit and stuff like that. When he threatens to f- to quit as the hand because Robert's going to kill Daenerys, mm-hmm. all right, which is a wholly horrible thing to do, but he gets very angry about it. Yeah, killing... She's technically not a child. She is the... Well, in the ha- book, she, she is. She's like 12. Know, but she's not a baby, all right? She's right. part of the game at this time. At this time, right? Who is marrying a freaking a warlord? Who, yeah, sure, <laughs> horse lords crossing the sea, haha. <laughs> but if they could, you're fucked. All right, there's that possibility. Robert's plan isn't bad. You have to admit that it's just shitty. It's shitty, yes. But Ned tactically speaking, it's smart. out on him. He fucking quits. Then he dreams. That night he dreams. Because mm-hmm. in this story, dreaming is very important. Especially. Dreaming. Dreaming fucking uh, helped Danny out when, bef- right before sh- her, her wedding, right before uh, doing it with Drogo. All right. All these things that happened before, right before horrible things happened, she had a dream that calmed her. I was going to say, especially with the Starks, though, because the Starks, yes. their dreams seem to be tied to, like, that whole weirwood children. But that's the also not prophetic because they keep everything. getting told things that may happen, could have happened, sort of happened, or something that happened in front of another tree. It's not prophetic when somebody sees something and then tells you. That's not seeing well, the future. It's, but no, but, with them, it's just that slight oh, no, bit no. of green seer they oh, each I know. have. And I'm just saying that green seer thing is actually. They're just not full-fledged no, no, no. green seer. The green seer shit is bullshit. As in, it's seeing things that happen in front of weirwoods or around weirwoods 
extrapolating what could have happened. Because think about it. That's a fucking hive mind. That's thousands and thousands and thousands of minds thinking of what could happen, picking out the most logical and telling you in happened. your dream. Yes, compiling what is happening with what has happened to figure out, to guess what will happen and saying, you know what? You're going to see this because it's most likely going to happen. Or when Bran saw that, or when Jojen saw that freaking a Theon was going to attack uh, Winterfell, it mystically came to Theon to attack Winterfell. Like, I don't know, maybe telepathically it came to him to go attack Winterfell. See, but again, again, that's that's just, I'm just saying, possibility. Don't fucking trust prophecy because it could be fucking bullshit. You, you can't guarantee a prophecy, so fuck it. That's the whole point of it is prophecies are usually bullshit. But again, that's just side, you know, just twisting it. But anyway, in his dream, he and it dreams depends on of if the you're tower. A pessimist or an he dreams of the tower, Jake. Mm-hmm. And there's two things that happen in this dream that he remembers. One, the promise. Mm-hmm. Promise me, Ned, to always protect them. What does he do once he wakes up? He stays with Robert. He could have still said, fuck you, because the promise, the promise was to protect her kid. And if her kid was John, that means he would have been on the first boat to the wall. Because if his promise is to protect her child, why the fuck did he stay in King's Landing instead of go to John? Because the best way to protect her child was to stay in King's Landing. Because her child's not John, her child is Danny. Who is Shara Dane? No, Liana. Liana's child is Danny. And this is going to take a little bit of work. Okay, that's kind of that's wow. This is the this theory is not R plus L equals J. It's R plus L equals uh, D. All right. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's B plus A equals J. All right. Because when Brandon was in the cell and got freaky, probably got freaky with Ashara, they had a kid too, who was about nine months older than Danny in the story. Well, hold J- on, hold on. No, there is a kid that's described. I'm trying to remember who it is because Edric- Jon Snow talks of, oh. or he talks about Jon Snow being his bosom brother because they had the same milkmaid. On the way to the on the way back to Winterfell after, yes. or after, no, it was at the tower or not at the Tower of Joy, but no. it was there where the Danes on are. The, yeah, when because he went to after the tower, he went to deliver the sword. I, I can't remember uh, the name. Of, Starfell. Star, Starfell. Yeah, uh, this is again, Jake. You're you're forcing me to jump around. Okay, <laughs> so let's see the dream. Oh yeah, and another thing that happened in the dream. I oh I have it written down right here. I'm sorry. I. Uh, because the actual wording is important. Uh, okay, while you're looking that up, so I'm guessing this takes only book stuff into account and not what happened absolutely, on the show. Absolutely, because the show went bonkers fuck. Uh, because it's obvious that Re- that Rhaegar and Lyanna had something going on. That they were... Oh, yeah, th- no, no, I'll go over that. I'll go okay. over that. Don't worry, Jake. Uh, give me just a sec. Oh, you're just saying that the the child born oh, of that here we go. Here we go, here we go, actually... here we go, Jake. Uh, there's two things he remembered. The uh, the promise, and it even says that uh, when they found them, he was still holding her uh, dead body. When they found him, the only two people in that tower were supposed to be was supposed to be Ned and Howland. Who the fuck are they? It could have said he, could have said Howland, could have said Reed, but they said they found him. There was more than one person there to see Ned cradling his dead sister's body. Then a conspiracy happens. A thought happens. Because the promise is to protect this child. This child who is now 
the fucking heir to the kingdom that his best friend is going to kill because he wants to control, he wants to be king. All right. So they have to hatch a plot. I'll stop there and I'll explain how this came to be. Rhaegar Targaryen is obsessed with prophecy, much like his uncle Egg. All right. Maybe, or Aemon. Aemon. Not yeah. Egg was. Uh, no, Aegon. Maester Aemon was big. Yeah, Aemon, into... because he thought he would have been the prince who was promised, but then he realized that that was a trapping for that. He ran to the fucking uh, to yeah, the Citadel. Yeah, he didn't. He wanted absolutely he nothing knew, to do with he knew, power. He kn- and... he, oh, he did, but then he realized how fucked it was, and he ran. He he saw the fire, and he knew it would burn, so he he dipped out the game. All right, he quit. He cashed in his because they even still tried to say, "Hey, exactly. even though they you're wanted him at the wall, they were going to uh, freaking absolve him." Yeah. But no, he he's like he fuck it. To, no, yeah. no, this is this is all fucked. But Rhaegar was always in talks with his awesome uncle. I know that was one of my favorite parts of the book is whenever, um, whenever that's all talked about how Rhaegar and Aemon were and you know what in a, constant communication. You know what a good thing to talk about with is about your uh, great net, your awesome nephew, and uh, when you both share interests, the story of the prince who was promised. Rhaegar loved that story. He thought yep. he was the prince. But later in life, he realized that it wasn't him. It was going to be his son, Aegon. Mm-hmm. And you know what he uh beca- and he of course, he he him being obsessed with it, the first child he had was uh Rihanna, Riala, whatever the fuck whatever Aegon's sisters was named. All right. But to fulfill all the wonderful prophecy in the world, there's one that's missing. The dragon has three heads. But Elia Martell is sickly. She's never going to be able to birth again without dying in childbirth. Not even birth. Through carrying the child, she will just die. Correct. He needs another child. Then what happens? The tourney at Hall, where he runs across where... And this is also a, a side bit of this. is There's a good chance this is all fucking orchestrated by Helen fucking Reed. Because Helen Reed, who is a goddamn master at fighting, gets the shit kicked out on by two fucking random knights. And the Starks, you know, the uh, the Starks save him and they take him to Heron Hall. And, you know, they, they're all good buddies now. You know, coincidence. And, of course, uh, after, during the tournament, uh, the only people that give Rhaegar half a issue is the Knight of the Laughing Tree, which is both. Uh, Liana and uh, Benjen. And fucking Ares taps him with finding and killing the knight afterwards. Correct. And he also, he, and then at the time, it could have been, it honestly, he could have found out before that, in the middle of, like before the end of the tourney. And of course, he start talking to him and you realize that this is a very, very attractive girl who has very similar interests because Liana Stark was also obsessed with prophecy. She loved the story of Bell the Bard too. All Starks love that story about the the king beyond the wall that kidnaps the the uh, the daughter of a Stark princess and and what was the what was the uh, crown that he gave her is Winter Roses yes and what was the fucking thing that was left in uh in the king of the Norse fucking daughter's room Winter Roses yeah he took the pre- like it so fits in with everything so yeah. I believe that he didn't steal her, that it was they both were fall up into this because the dragon needed the third head. And if you're going to fit, if you're going to believe prophecy, 
uh, dictates a lot of the story, it was not two boys and a girl. It was a boy and two girls. There's Visenya that still needs to be birthed, which is Danny. Danny is the daughter of Rhaegar Targaryen and Lyanna Stark. So you have Ned right after the Tower of Joy seeing all this horrible shit. You're holding the heir to the kingdom in your hands. You know all this horrible shit's going to happen. And everything, your mind would break with all this responsibility because you have the, res well, what, what did Jamie say? What vows should you keep? You say to honor your father, all right? Or honor the king, honor your father, honor your family. What if the king hates your father? What if the king tells you to kill us? What vows are you supposed to listen to? So Ned did the one thing he has never done in his life. He listened to his heart. He had his wife. He had all this stuff. But his heart screamed for Ashara. So he now he has a good excuse. Hey, I got the sword. I got to give you guys back the sword, right? The, yeah, this will get my foot in the door. This is my Peter Gabriel boombox. So he takes the sword and realizes that they also have a problem on their own. Ashara just had a kid. And the reason why this is this is all ties into a bow is Edric Dane, uh -huh. the heir to uh, Starfell, Star, yeah, Starstruck, whatever. All Starfell. Right. Yeah, Stardew Valley. He's named after Ned Stark. He flat out tells Arya this, and he tells this with, like, pride. The Danes fucking love Ned, but why? All he did, like, think about it like this. In terms of the story, he showed up and said, hey, I killed your son. Here's his fucking sword. And then your daughter kills herself. Why would you name the heir after him? That is fucked up. He, That's who John's bosom brother was, was Edric. No, Edric's around Dane. the age of Arya. Edric is young. Yeah, he's young. Uh, so there is no, no fucking reason they should like Ned Stark. Unless he solved the problem for him. Because here was Ashara having a child. Who was, well, the heir to Winterfell as well. Because it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the son of the firstborn. It's Brandon's kid. Even if... Because he's actually, if he is, uh, if he was born nine months before Danny, there's also a good chance he's older than Rob. So he is the firstborn heir. It's and just so basically, as Shara killed herself in a no, fit of postpartum no, depression, she didn't. I'm, oh yeah, I keep going. Sorry, because they needed something that they needed this fixed. So Ned fixes it. I don't know how they actually decided this because I don't think Ned would be smart enough to say this, but. The idea of finally coming to uh, going to your old love to try and start anew and realizing that they moved on is in keeping with a lot of what Martin does. It's his process to get over some shit that happened to him. And so, yeah, you have this story of what are they going to do? Well, a swap can happen. A swap should happen because you need to get Danny the fuck out of Dodge, the fuck out of Westeros. And the Martells already have their shit that they're doing because they've had they've had their theories long before this happened, Jake. They were working on taking over the kingdom long before this. They were playing the long game, which is why the, the like I always got I never got why a lot of book readers hated what they did to him in the show. Because Dorian Martell has been playing the longest con. 
But that's why part of that book... con is one of the people in the fucking old the dude the, the dude running around with Sam in Old Town is one of Oberyn's daughters. Yeah, that's that's why book reader book, book readers, readers book readers hated the Martell storyline yeah, in the show. Oh, they are, I they didn't are understand so it either until I oh got my God, to that. It's in so the books. fucked, but yeah, I, it's crazy. So. They come out with a plan. Uh, this is where it's kind of, how does that happen? Like, Well, what, I already have what, one big question. Yeah, that... I'll get to that in a second, but I have to continue the, the, the title. I have to get to the fucking title, Jake. <laughs> so, three people take off. All right. Uh, Ned, Howland, Ned, and... Well, no, well, Ned and Howland, they go north, but three people take off to, uh, to well, if, if a house is having issues, who do you go to? You go to your lord. So... Willem Dare Willem Derry Willem Dustin because again they pulled him off. Willem uh Dustin was there at the tower. And by saying they pulled him off is a big fucking sign that he was still alive at the end, which would explain why he burned down the tower. So it's hard to tell who all fucking lived and who died because it's all a wreck. How did he burn it down? Most likely fucking Rhaegar had wildfire there. Because he stole a bunch of wildfire before he left for the war, that was that's 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 a fact on there. A bunch of the alchemists talked about a bunch of it went fucking missing. He most likely took some as protection. All right, he's like, hey, if shit gets real, burn the tower because well, he was born during the Blackfire Rebel, one of the black, the second Blackfire Rebellion, where an entire building of Targaryens were burned to death. So he also being the crazy Targaryen that he is thought that his child should also be born in that setup because that was the one where like his uncle drunk some fucking wildfire because he thought he was a goddamn dragon yeah that's that's where he was born <laughs> and I uh, so three people leave I uh, because the child's still new it's gonna need a nurse mother so you have Willem Derry Derry the baby Danny and Ashara because she has no reason to stay all right, her love's dead, fucking burned to death, and her family, it it would be so much better because, you know, family is family, you know, honor, bloody blah, 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 blah. So they hang out with the Martells for a bit because, uh, was it Quentin? Shows up with that, uh, with that writ, mm-hmm. that marriage agreement that was written when she was about nine months old. All right, she was young when that writ was right. And right. When, when would be the best time that would happen? Let's see. She remembers running through a uh, running through a uh, grass barefoot. She remembers lemon trees. That sounds a lot like something you'd find in Dorne. Yeah, but that means they would have had to spend a shitload of time in yes, Dorne. Yes, yes. That's where that is honestly where it does fall through. Is where does Viserys come in? But not just that, but. How do you explain the age difference between Danny and John? Because there's more than nine months between the two, even in the books. John no, she is said like she's about fourteen. John about is 15. like sixteen or seventeen in the books, and she's like twelve in the books. And here's a good way to explain that: he does not know how to explain time. According to George R. R. Martin, the entire war took three months. When it takes three months to move from fucking one place to the other, but somehow this whole war took place in the time it would take to go from Winterfell. To, uh, to, God, where is Which it? Which war? To, the entire fucking, the Usurper's War. The entire fucking war. No, it lasts longer than It didn't three last months. that long, Jake. Dude, I've seen the timeline. There is a book called The World of Ice and Fire that has the timelines. It took longer than okay. three months. Regardless, 
it took no time to get from fucking because okay, uh, here's also the time frame of that. He went from the tower uh, from I uh, from the Trident to the Tower of Joy, back up back over to King's Landing. All right, in no time at all. That's how the shit. <laughs> The book does not explain anything about that. It's just, oh yeah, the second in King's Landing happened. Like how long ago? How like what's the time difference? No, nah. he has a bad way of explaining time, and that's what causes all these theories to go up their ass. But we're having fun, Jake. All right, we're playing. All right, holy shit, this is a long episode, but we're playing. That's here. because you talk a shitload. <laughs> I didn't even start until forty fucking minutes into the episode, Jacob. All right, eat me. <laughs> Let's see. God, where the fuck was I? I, uh, oh yeah. It, the one thing it doesn't explain is Viserys. But unless Viserys was already in Bravos with, uh, there's a chance. Uh, yeah, there could have been a baby swap. They found out about like there was a child that she died in childbirth, or it could just be simple mental conditioning. You can convince a four year old kid of fucking anything. All right, because you know it would just be to get to across the sea. Good place to be thing to do is stop off by Dragonstone, grab the kid, and go. Or they could have absconded. There's I don't know that the, the thing about Vis- tying Viserys in it, it's fucked up. But here's why it's sort of important that she's not related to Viserys. Half the dialogue between Viserys and Danny is him telling her how important it is the blood of the dragon, how important it is to keep the dragon clean. Like, the, the blood has to be pure. The blood is this... You don't mix it with savages. But what does he do? He sells his only sister to a fucking horse. To a savage. Even, no matter how broke he is, he is, he is so prideful about his Targaryen heritage, that would have been a slap in the face. Unless he really doesn't think that she's an actual Targaryen. Now, they never would have told him, you know, you're, oh, she's secretly your aunt. No. It would have been a simple, or a niece, sorry. It would have been a, uh, you know, she is your sister, or, or like, she's just a, tar- she has Targaryen lineage. Like, the Hightowers look like fucking Targaryens because they've been breeding with them forever. And then, of course, you know, the uh, Baratheons are part Targaryen exactly. also. But they're also fucking... They're they're deep freaking uh Greek motherfuckers like yeah like, like their olive skin is, black hair brown yeah, eyes that shit goes for yeah. generations just because they had the blood of Targaryens but the High Towers were constantly interbreeding they look Targaryen all right they also have a th- affinity for magic but uh so there's a very good chance Viserys doesn't think she actually is his sister but a dirtied. Targaryen blood. So selling her would make perfect sense to him because you want make like as a lot of times like when she he was talking with Illyrio, Illyrio was convincing him that she looked like a proper Targaryen princess. And his response was like, I guess. It was like, I guess it'll work. There's a very good like I don't mean like he knows what's up. There's a chance that he just doubts it because, you know, they probably conditioned him. And again, all this gets weird at the end. The intro is awesome, but the last thing I want to go on is why I think there's a chance that Ashara is Quaith. Every time Quaith has spoken with Danny at night has been through, uh, they make note of how clear the sky is and how she can see the stars. The stars, Jake. What's the place mm-hmm. you grew up? Yeah. So the Danes have a That's whole thing with the stars and the night and the... Yeah. 
So there's a chance she has a weird fucked up magic that could do with that. But I personally like the idea that it's fucking uh, Shiera. I like the idea that Quaith is Shiera. And her and Blood Raven are playing this weird fucking game. Either with each other or against each other. Everybody is just a fucking ploy. All this weird prophecy shit is just two people having a fucking flirtatious fight. That sounds like something Martin would do. All this grand prophecy is just two people fucking around. And then, you know, making a little boy eat another little boy. Because you saw that one, right? The paste that uh, Bran eats at the tree. It's oh, no, Jojen. I didn't see that. It's Jojen. Like, they feed him this bowl of stuff. But Jojen's alive in the books. Though. Is he? He's just gone. No, they don't talk I'm pretty about... sure Jojen no, no, no. lives Here's in the, the thing. books. They don't talk about him. I can't remember. He just He's just gone. He didn't die. He's just gone. And so is Mira. They're just not talked no, about No, she's him. in the books. Yeah, they're there. They're just not fucking talked about. Yes, she is. No, after a point, when Bran's doing his training, Jojen's just sort of gone. Not talked about. Gone. No, I'm pretty sure the opposite is true. I want you true. to read it, Jake. Dude, just, I have. Oh, That's just, the thing. I'm almost done with both gone. Dance with Dragons and A Feast for Crows. I'm almost done but with yeah, both there's of a, them. There's a huge, huge, huge theory that, because uh, it, I can't remember how he described the taste of it, but yeah, it's it's it, there's a good chance that the, either the children did it or Blood Raven you know, knew they were doing it. Well, there's a good chance Blood Raven's just a puppet now, but yeah, it was... It, there's a good chance that he just ate Jojen. Yeah, I mean, I because don't know. to gain the gain more power, gain the power of something like well, just like the how they used skin to... the Starks to well, actually, that uh, I was actually reading this awesome little thing to where there's a few stories. I think it was uh, Dying of the Light of uh, Martins about another planet to where there were skin changers and there were men who would skin them to mock their power. So there's a very good chance. That that also fell in through with the Boltons. The reason that in the writers, the way he's writing it, they're skinning them because, you know, they're kind of jealous of their power. That's why the Boltons always skinned the Starks, because they were skinning skin changers. It's really kind of... But anyway, tear it apart, tear it apart. See, and that's the thing, is that there's... It was much better at the beginning, wasn't it? You gotta admit, I had... Like, I got you... I had you hooked at the beginning. Uh... Yeah, because there's things that just kind of that happen that start to fall apart. Like I could see this like long game possibly being true in the books, and maybe that's why all of this shit is taking so long. Part of me, the romant the romantic side of me, likes to think that he's actually writing both books, just like how he wrote the one big book and it split into Feast for Crows and Dance with Dragons. So there's that part of me that thinks that he's writing both um uh what is it? Horn of Winter and uh, I don't think it's, it's Dragons of, Dream of uh, Spring. Springs yeah, Dawning. Like Dr- Dream of Spring. <laughs> yeah, it's the Dragon so, of Springs Dawning, Jake. Dream of I think it's called Dream of Spring, and I forget what it is for the that winter. Was the title of the season book right? It was um, Autumn, Autumn Twilight, Twilight uh, uh, Winters. Um, was it Winters Night and then uh, Spring Dawning? Okay, good. I got it right. Yeah. Then. <laughs> um, um. But yeah. Anyway, so. There's parts of it that I like, but then it's like, it's referenced so much as Shara throwing herself 
uh, upon you know out of her family castle and onto the rocks below. Granted, I they never said whether or not they found her body. It seems like her body came up missing. And also, if you want something to be believed, you bring it up a lot. Which is collusion. Which is true. But <laughs> no collusion. <laughs> the the hard part for me is the. It's that middle bit. It's there's too many questions in it. It ra- the, I like the idea of the baby swap. I love the idea of the ba- I love well, the idea. I like the idea of Danny being Liana and Rhaegar's daughter. Yeah. Being the third head of the dragon. The true mm-hmm. third head of the dragon. Right. I like that idea, right? But the big the hardest thing with it is the Viserys shit. It it causes too much Which of a hole. Which is true, but because then you're like, well, is Viserys the third head of the dragon? Or is, um, in the books, um, oh, what the, uh, what the hell is that character's name? Young, because uh, in the books, William Derry is still alive. He died, didn't he? No, he is actually protecting who is supposedly Aegon. Oh, then that's what, okay. Then who was the Derry that died for uh, Danny? Because she remembered him dying. Because after he died, all that stuff happened. That's so, that's the thing. That could have been because Dustin. because suppose if I remember right, it's Derry who is protecting Young make, Griff. That's yeah, his Young name. Gr- yeah, and it would Griff make, is supposed is to be supposed William Derry, and then Young Griff is supposed to be Aegon. Yeah, which would make sense because he would have been protecting the actual heir because they were all in King's Landing. Which, how did it, how did Willem Derry get out of King's Landing when they were all on dragon stuff? Then with the three heads to the dragon, there's all, still only the two heads. Yeah, but there, there were three. There were for Rhaegar's whole prophecy. There was supposed to be three: Rhaenys, Aegon, uh, Viserion. Yeah. Uh, was that her name, Viserion? I can't fucking remember. Visenya. Visenya. She was supposed to be the third head. All right, that was a third head of the dragon. That all got fucked because, you know, Rainey's is dead, you know, and, you know, uh, Aegon was unrecognizable. So anytime someone says something's unrecognizable, the corpse is unrecognizable, guess what? It's not them. Smokescreen. Red herrings. And, yeah, so that would explain why there were there are two Willem Derrys running around because one of them wasn't Willem Derry because one Willem Derry died. At the house with the red door. All right. And this is something Viserys remembers as well. Because that started the downfall of them. Because all their shit was stolen. And then they had to. Yeah. And then they became the beggared king. Because, well, the Martells had their own game. I, the, See, that's the thing. Like The Viserys to me, hole is too much. No, and I don't even think it's that. I think that there's like part of it it's almost like it makes so much sense that it almost can't be right does that make sense because there's like there's breadcrumbs to it right but i feel like that they branch out into three different directions the breadcrumbs it's a much cooler story than r plus l equals j it's that's just true now that's just a because here's the deal that is a story l equals j is kind of clean if he was making a, a a straight War of the Roses, all right, which is what it, it basically was because he loved War of the Roses. If he was making that, that would wrap it all up in a nice bow, but he's not. He's making a weird fucking story with, like, 
frost people who can control dead bodies and all these like weird little things where everybody has this beautiful idea of the prince who was promised and he's going to ride a unicorn and save the day with the unicorn that shoots dragons out its mouth. I was going to say there fire. are unicorns. I know. But... And Skagos. Yeah. And what's going to happen in the war in the northern conspiracy? Like Davos is going to come find uh, come find uh, Rickon. And then right when uh, right when uh, Stannis is about to attack Winterfell, like all the Boltons, all the Stannis men, they're all going to get this big fucking fight. And who happens? Oh, look up on the hill. Much like uh, Gandalf with his uh, with his fucking Rowan horse lords. It's going to be Rickon riding a unicorn with his Skagosi army. No, that's too fucking wrap a bow. What you what? Martin Wright is weird, dirty shit. And what's weird and just a giant heap of mess, baby swaps, fucking unrequited love triangles, and a bunch of weird shit, all of which was was caused by fucking Helen Reed. But see, whenever you shake all of those out, that's why there's a little part of me that wants to believe that it's Tyrion, Daenerys, and John. Yeah, are the three because you the have dragon. the son of uh, the, the son of the, well, of two, Aerys the two of it, Aerys two, the Mad, the son of Aegon, the son of the daughter of Rhaegar, and well, the son of Rhaegar. What? But the, John, the, if if my the my theory son goes of Aerys and the daughter of Aerys. Yeah, but if John is the son of Brandon and Ashara. He's not a dra- but at the same but time, but if he's the he son of Rhaegar and Lyanna, no, he is a skin changer. So he doesn't need he doesn't need the fucking Mendelian genetics that require you to be able to control a dragon. Because what? Why can they can control dragons? Because they can speak to them with their minds. Guess what he can do? He can speak to animals with his mind. All right. He can easily fucking beastmaster shit. He doesn't have to be a Targaryen to be a beastmaster. Okay. Now. If it shakes out that Tyrion, Daenerys, and Jon are the three heads of the dragon, I think it'll be the R plus L equals J, not it, the... Yeah, it will end up doing that, but I like I like that one a lot better. But there's so now, many with more the questions. the one that you found? So many questions. The, it just the... raises too many questions. <laughs> too many questions. Just too many questions. <laughs> now, with, the, with this one... That is kind of really hella interesting, which is why I grabbed onto the Melisandre one, because while there may be little holes, there's enough meat to it that's kind of makes it really kind well, of fascinating. No, it doesn't need meat because she is just you could you could slot anything into it <laughs> because there is no story. There is no holes you have to fill. It is just origin. She is just a mysterious person who showed up. That's it. And what happened with uh, Bloodraven and Shiara? They did stuff, then they disappeared. Bam. You have a hundred years of nothing. You can fill that up with anything. And those are the ones I don't like. Because you could say, yeah, she was training unicorns in her youth. Why? Fuck you. Tell me how I'm wrong. You, I can't tell you but you're wrong. You thing. can't with, tell you you're with right. his writing... There's so much there's so much to it that it won't I mean, I don't think that by the time both books come out, if for some miracle they do, right? Uh I don't think that the Quaith mystery will go unsolved. That will be answered. 
in the books, the whole John's oh, yeah, parentage be because will one hundred percent unmasking. Yeah, right. John's parentage will be unmasked, whether it's the way it shook out in the show or if it's the way that you had mentioned. Uh, I think that the show really condensed what is to be the meat and bones because the the two creators and then so DB Weiss. Uh, uh, I know, yeah, the, they got the job they, by doing by telling him who. No, 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 not even that. They know basically how the story shakes out. They, those three, and George R. R. Martin are the only four people in this world that knows how the story shakes out overall. Like he gave them this information. They're like, look, if we do this, we need to know in general how these things come to be, you know, what, where these things lead, you know, we can kind of fill in stuff since those books, because again, dance with dragons had already been published by the time they started. So there's been all of this time with no Mm -hmm. books. So they're like, look, we kind of need some of this information just in case. Um, There's also the chance of them just deviating because well, there's course, a, no, no, there's a reason. Deviated. There's a reason. But the meat and potatoes, they won't but deviate from. They may, but there's a difference. There's a reason why uh, there's no such thing as a pure adaptation because it's two different mediums. As a show, maybe because uh, the whole thing between the Hound and Arya, they were not supposed to be friends. It was not supposed to be a good, amicable sort of relation, a budding relationship. It's just but the way those the actors... two actors, right there with the writer. It's kind of like why it's perfectly fine to hate Ender's Game and all the shit Orson's card Orson Scott Card did because he's a fucking homophobic shitbird. But the Ender's Game movie had so many more inputs. You had the director and the and uh, Harrison Ford, whose idea of it was was you know it's okay to be who you are, which they, it was a giant fucking gay metaphor. That's how they did the movie. That uh, the writer has a different way. The actors have a different way. The fucking the 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 composer has an input, but a writer, it's just yours. With TV and things like that, there are so many different inputs. They probably went way too far down one road. They it's very very possible to go too far down one road to know you can't get to the other side anymore. You couldn't get to Martin's ending from where they were because they deviated so damn far. And a good descriptor of that is the Wildlings are well-written as having a slapdash uh, gear, no actual armor because there's like one forge in the entire north, all right? But yet, the Army of the Dead had a giant two-mile-long chain. I'm never letting that die, Jake. They Not only that, they brought it with them on their march. Okay, so, and again, here's the thing. So, with, um, in the show, with, uh, Grin and Pip dying, doesn't happen in the books, right? Not meat and potatoes. As much as I love Barristan Selmy, him dying in the TV show, and thus far not in the books, not meat and potatoes, right? But... The meat and potatoes are still there. They now, granted, I think on purpose in the show, they left out all of 
uh, Danny's vision at the oh. tower in in uh, Clash with the Clash of Kings. They left that out on purpose because then it's so much more obvious if you put that in a TV show how things happen. Yeah. Whereas in the you book, can't go through subjective shit as well. Yeah. Right. So I think again, meat and potatoes are still present. Right. But. This episode's boots on the ground will be meat and potatoes. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, if you think about it with the show, the 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 main stuff is there. Again, we can't compare season six to now. Um, whether or not those that that stuff is still in the books and how that deviates, right? Um, or even the the manner in which. Because, I mean, everybody knew that Jon Snow was going to return, right? Even though that book's yeah. not out, everybody knows it's going to happen. You can't have the main character, the second main character. The only reason he gets more main characterness than Danny is, well, Emily Clark's not the greatest of actors. Well, and, and think about it this way, too, like with Tyrion. Like, George R. R. Martin says that that's, like, his favorite character. That's, like, the closest to, like, you know how J.K. Rowling mentioned oh, yeah. that Hermione spurred... is her Tyrion is basically like George R. Martin. That should tell you everything you need to know about them. Like her, the way she sees herself is the goddamn Mary Sue. He sees himself as the broken person who can never find true happiness. I feel like George R. R. Martin. Like he's my boy. I feel yeah. so, like that's what I love about all these like uh, these theory videos that I've been watching. Is you start learning a lot about the author, about the way he writes mm -hmm. and. I feel so sorry for George R. R. Martin, and that's yeah. me saying now, that. <laughs> seriously, I do love and enjoy the show, but I, even though I have not been on board since day one, like Bunny seemingly has, right, and other people, like there's people who have been on this Game of Thrones bandwagon yeah. since the books in the mid-90s, right? And if... I would be irritated that those books would not be finished. I can only imagine how those people feel. Like, me, I love a book. Like, fucking lay it on me. I don't care if that shit is 1,400 pages long. Lay well, it on you, me, Jake, right? Jake, you can truncate all of that and just say you have the stand. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, the unabridged version. Um, God, the abridged version is like a twelve thousand fucking pages. Yeah, this one, this the the unabridged was insane. Anyway, but for me, I would be disappointed because I know that there's going to be so much more to the story that ends up in the book than what ends up in this final season next year. Always, yeah. And, oh, and, is it the final season? Yeah. Okay. Next year is the the final final season. Um. And I don't have too much hopes for it. I like the intrigue and stuff, but man, it's just going to be CGI think, dragons fighting again, each other without like, you know, blowing our load for the next episode. I think that's where, because of the eighth season, how everything felt so incredibly sped up. Like the pacing was completely different. That's I, cause that's going to be my number one thing between yeah. season one I and think, season eight. I, I seriously think we're not going to be combating any or on the next seven. episode. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's the whole pacing thing. And that's because of the lack of actual I may need to get material. your HBO thing again. <laughs> Actually, i now have the HBO now instead of HBO go. Cause we canceled HBO. So I just signed up for HBO now, but I tried doing that. It still wanted me to have fucking cable. No, no. When I, I, I tried, no, issues. when HBO now showed up, 
I tried doing it. It still wanted fucking cable. So I said, fuck you and closed it. You should just be able to download the app and just you just sign up with an email and boom, you get like a month for free. So I'll give it a peek then. But um, yeah. So as far as your theory goes, I do. I enjoy your theory. That's really, really interesting. But, but it has its like its I hiccups. had you, motherfucker. I had you so much. But like here's gripped. The, but here's the thing. Like the one that I presented had holes as well. But here's the problem. The holes for mine is because of the gaps in the history at that time. Like people don't know what happened, like you mentioned, to Shiara or Shira, however you say her name. Nobody knows what happened to her, right? Yeah. And with Ashara Dane. Kind of, sort of, nobody knows what happened to her. They know she leapt out her window, but again, I don't think that they found her body, if I remember correctly. They didn't. Yeah, no. Right? So, those same kind of of gaps in what happened is still there, right? But, that's why I think, like, the R plus L equals J, why it always had so much more, uh, more footing, and I also think that that's why the the Tyrion, Danny, John, three heads of the dragon has more footing. There's there's little things that add up that feel like that they can't be coincidence. And that's why I like the Melisandre one. I'm like, this is a lot of little things that add up and feels like it's more than a coincidence, especially like the um like the whole heart shaped face thing, or like just the description of people. In, in general, like the way he describes, to me, I feel like he on purpose describes people for very specific reasons. He on purpose described Arya and John looking alike and Arya looking like Lyanna there, and, and having Lyanna spirit, right? There is a reason why he wrote that. And I think that's to be said for the majority of stuff that he writes. There is a purpose behind it, which is, is hard to believe. it's to fucking toss a red herring at the right, reader. Right, but it has a purpose because, and, and that's what's so mind-blowing to me and why I love the book so much, is that whenever you realize that everything was written with purpose and you realize how long those fucking books are, can you imagine, that's why it has to take him so bloody long to write these books because if everything is written with purpose, it's it. I, I can't even describe right? it. dude. Yeah. Because and the that's guy's why... a fucking psycho. Like as in like in the best way, that guy is fucking ridiculous with his writing. It is. I mean, if like, you, if somebody thinks that Stephen King is wordy or that Tolkien is wordy, have they have not read George R. R. Martin, right? He's even more wordy than those two. Maybe not combined, but he's those are two of the most wordy authors ever, ever, somewhat possibly needlessly. But there's a reason why their writings, good or bad, have survived the way they have. It's because of the amount of information that is provided to the reader. George R. R. Martin provides all of the information to the reader, but doesn't always give the reader all of the information at one time. It all slowly shows up. Yeah, but no, oh. I I don't even want to tear yours down because I there's actually too big enjoy of a hole it. in the thing. I could, but yeah. Oh, there's and also another fine little thing. 
I'm surprised uh, you didn't tear mine down more, but well, no, I they kind of intertwine because in some little because ways, you but. can't tear it down because it's just a what happened in a giant span of nothingness where no information was given. But it's fascinating so, to think yes, about. There's also a fun little one. I can't remember what you said that brought it up. I I think it had a I can't remember what it was, but what it has to do is, um, Craster's plot. I. Why does why does the Night's Watch tolerate Craster? They know what who he is. They know what he is. They know what he does. Even fucking Benjamin Stark is okay with a man throwing kids out to the others. Right. Why are the wildlings okay with him? Because wildlings do not like inbreeding either. It's why they have that whole go kidnap a woman from another place because if you fuck your sister, we'll kill you. Why are the wildlings okay with him? Because what does he do? He he gives his male children to the others. But is he really giving them good stock? They're just inbred pups. They're stupid inbred pups. But slowly but surely, the Night's Watch orchestrating a plan to cripple the others by only giving them inbred babies. <laughs> Think about it. The only kids that the others are That's getting. Funny. Because, well, one, why are the others okay with this? That's a weird thing. That's what I want to know. Why are they okay with Craster doing this? And how the hell does he even come up with such a pact? Like, does he just walk up to the Night's King and be like, I'll give you all my sons well, if you just leave me well, alone? Well, here's the thing. No. Well, it's what the others are used to. The, uh, the Black Gate. At the at the what used to be you know the uh, Black Watch or whatever the original uh, head, well there was a giant hole. There was a door that looked like a weirwood face. They talk about you know crawling through it. Right. That's what the Umbers in the Mountain Folk used to do back when the night the Lord's right to the first night was a thing. That gives you a lot of bastards. They used to feed the bastards through it, offer them as an offering to the god. What was on the other side? Another waiting to grab the baby. That's how they used to do it. But uh, I can't remember the name of the queen. A queen showed up to look at the uh, yeah at the watch. She changed a lot of shit. She removed the right the Lord's right to the first night. And she, she also brought back she like brought, the gift. Exactly. Yeah. She took away lands from the mountain oh, clans which and queen umbers. Was that? But why? Why would she take away lands like that? Because it seemed like, oh, she decided. Or she no, helped. she expanded the oh, gift. Yes, I know. She expanded know. the gift so that there she would be more, more lands. land for the wall. Good lands. Great lands. For the Night's to Watch. To take someone's lands, that's a punishment. It was. She wasn't giving it to the Night's Watch. She also moved. Moved it from Castle Bl- or from uh, moved it to a different place from Castle Black. Or I can't remember what it was. She changed where the or the night moved it from the Nighthold to Castle Black because the Nighthold was where they because she has were... her own tower also yeah. like right there in the gift yeah. because that's where Bran runs into exactly. Sam. They changed the they they oh uh, the Queen's door uh, Queen's Gate yeah. it was originally or something like that it was yeah. originally Snow's Gate. And what does Snow mean? Bastard. It was the gate for bastards. It's where you threw your bastards. So she saw what these fucking lords were doing and fucked them. It's like, no, fuck you. What are you doing? You were goddamn fucking sacrificing people. So she pulled the land back to where it was harder for them to get to it. She fucking lowered their lands as a as a uh, as a punishment. Wasn't that Egg's wife? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, 
if I uh, remember right. But yeah, so or she Eamon's did sister. all this shit. Oh no, it was well. Or was it before that? Okay. It was before. It was before Blood Raven. All right. Okay. It was yeah. So yeah. So all this was because that's how they were getting their babies, and then they started getting uh, antsy because they had no babies. So Craster's plot came in. He started getting. Well, it could be he just tossed a boy out at one point, and you know, eventually, eventually, he's okay with it. So yeah, hmm. this whole thing, which makes no sense. Like, why aren't they fucking just kidnapping people? They're the others. They can kidnap. So why are they only accepting gifts? Wouldn't wouldn't the villain just steal whatever they wanted and kill the village? Why are they taking offerings? Hmm. Unless they're not actually the bad guys. They're just people in this weird, fucked up story who put up a giant wall. Because think about it when uh, the first men came around. The pack with the children. It's like, hey. Have all your stuff. We'll just take the deep forests. Just just leave us the fuck alone. And doesn't the wall seem like it's just sort of a just leave us the fuck alone kind of thing too? There's and it was it had to have been built within a generation because Brand the Builder was said to have done it. How big is that? There is no way pre industrial man fuck, we couldn't have done it that fast with our technology. Had to have been done with some kind of, I don't know, ice magic. There's a lot of really cool stories. And, oh, oh, you said yours. I forgot to say it. Uh, I wrote it down somewhere. Fuck me. What? So while you're looking for that, which of the Bran theories do you like more? That Bran is the Night King or that Bran was Bran the Builder? Oh, neither. He's just a kid. He's just a dude. He's just a dude who has psychic powers because... His uh, okay, his then, father's a Stark and his mother is a wind. Then what about the whole Bran is what caused Eris to go mad? Have you heard about that one? Bran wasn't born yet. But if Bran is able to echo the oh, way kinda, that he interacts... Under the, under the, the theory of under the show setup, yes, because he can't... Sure, but I... Man, that's just so much weird shit to get into. I don't even want to do so much weird dynamics. shit when it when it comes to the Blood Raven, the three slash three eyed crow and Bran. There's a lot of weird shit. Yeah, but I don't want to dig into fucking because Jake time travel doesn't work because time travel didn't work. It's that simple. But here's the thing. Now, of course, it shows in the show that somehow he said father and that Ned reacted. It in the I, books. If that happens, there's a little more weight to brand driving. I'll be, crazy. I'll be, I'll be sad about that because, quite frankly, you know what also is a Low good, a good fruit. answer. He's a fucking inbred crazy person whose uncle or whose brother or whose cousin drank a bunch of fire, a bunch of fucking wildfire. wildfire. He drank napalm because mm-hmm. he wanted to be a dragon, yep. and Ares wanted to be a dragon too, so he was going to burn the entire capital, yep. but. What I would like, I would like to thank uh, two, uh, two YouTube channels that I watched primarily that I butchered primarily for this. Uh, Preston Jacobs, awesome! Like Cadence is great, and uh, Secrets of the Citadel. I didn't see either one of those in my really need to look. The one up. I came across was What Culture? I think was the uh, name of the YouTube. Oh, that channel. one, yeah. Uh, a good one. A uh, reason I kind of like his is he's also doing a thing for all of the Thousand Worlds books. And there's some really cool stories in there. Just like eight-minute fucking videos of just putting it in the background while I'm working. It's chef kiss. It's really good. Okay. I'll have to check out the Preston Jacobs one. 
Oh, so that's about going to do it for this episode. Jesus fucking Christ. If that pulls up, if that comes up, Jake. I don't think it did. I just see spikes from you. It's still going to show up. But that's about going to do it for this episode of A Brother's Quarrel. I am kicked back, relaxed, because, dear God, we've been recording forever, and I have swamp nads. Yeah, I got to pee. Mm. I'm going <laughs> to say that again. Swamp nads. Swamp nads. Swamp nads. I'm paying attention now, Ollie, so you can't scare <laughs> the shit out of me. Yes, dear viewers, when Jake shrieked earlier, it's because Oliver put his nose up against his arm, and he did not hear him. I didn't. Because he didn't, he didn't me. announce his presence with his telltale. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, love you, Bubby. So, Jake, tell them where they can find us and how they can reach us. So, if you're listening to us, whether on purpose or on accident, you already know where to find us. Poor which souls. Probably be either, however you found us would be either iTunes, Google Play, possibly Podbean or Podbay, but I would guess it's probably uh, possibly Podbean, Jake, huh? There are a fucking hosting site, you dumb shit. I'm just saying it's possible. Hopefully, yeah. no, everyone... no, no, not impossible. It could happen. No, it's it's fact. If you're not hearing us, that's because we're no longer on there. Because our feed is literally no, http slash podbean. I meant going through the actual site and listening to it, Bob. That's what I meant. Okay, but um, also hit us with a with a subscribe and leave us a review. I haven't checked to see if there's any reviews. I late, haven't cared so. enough. <laughs> Maybe I'll. Uh, we do, do that this later. for us, so fuck it. <laughs> um, you can of course find us on the Twitters at ABQ Podcast, capital A, capital B, capital Q Podcast. I beat you to it, motherfucker. Ha 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 ha. I was actually gonna let a dramatic pause go and then decide whether or not I was gonna I say know. it. So I know what you were gonna do. I could tell. I could feel it within my huckles. Huckles. <laughs> <laughs> huckles of a heart. <laughs> This the name of this episode hashtag see, not even hashtag the surprisingly Jewish episode. Hey Jake, Jake, <laughs> you know how I uh, how if you kind of like lick your finger and then rub your ear, you'll hear better because you know you can uh, the water the sound will bounce off the water molecules. It's like that with your huckles and you have swamp nads. <laughs> you feel you you're more in tune to your huckles when you got swamp nads. But this was still a good time. Uh, if you have any suggestions, send us an email, brothersquarrel at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, we'll we'll take any sort of ideas, especially if you have any interesting Game of Thrones theories. Oh, yeah, that you definitely. Uh, if you have Game of Thrones theories, let us know there. Or if you're constantly stuck to Facebook, you poor, poor souls, you can check us out on there. Just type in Brothers Quarrel and you'll get right down to us. Yeah. But at this point, we are all tapped out. Yeah. And... Uh, as always, dear viewers, we'd like to remind you that no one ever truly wins an argument. Not with that attitude, they don't, Sarah Jake. <laughs> <laughs>